This is for the men who never settle. The ones who believe only quitters and a game and a tie. The type of guys who choose the bar with the biggest TVs to overcompensate for theirs at home. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Stephen St. John and Nate Bucati, now joined by Jesse Newell from the Kansas City Star on this Thursday, February 22nd. What's up, Jesse? How you doing? Good morning, guys. How's it going? So your phone's affected by this, too. Well, maybe I just need a new phone, but yeah, it's it's. I'm not getting much internet. It's not going well. Nationwide outage. Maybe it's all of us. Hour number four. What was that? What was the movie? With Julia Roberts and everything just came pretty, out. Pretty Woman? No. There was <laughs> Aaron, no internet Aaron, outage. Aaron Brockovich? There was no internet <laughs> outage. I don't think of either of those. Misty Pizza? <laughs> Misty Pizza. Pretty Woman. So close. <laughs> Misty Pizza. So <laughs> yeah. made her a star. Uh, no, the one that just came out last year. It's, was it on Netflix or whatever where there's a internet outage all along the eastern seaboard? Kind of like a yes. dystopian... My son was very disturbed after we watched that movie. I was a good movie until the ending, and the ending made me mad. I said, why did I do this? But that's fine. Uh, Ben felt the same way about that. I was surprised because I thought you you were – I was expecting you to say, I like the ones where they don't tie everything up in a bow. I know, but it just ended. ended, I wasn't ready for it to end. Yeah, I was – was. yeah, I wanted to see it keep going. Like, like, having an open ending is fine. Yeah. It was just like – I felt like they – whoever wrote it, like, yeah, I'm – Kind of tired now. I'm just gonna end it here. I'm good. Yeah, I've run out of ideas. <laughs> you know? I don't know. It was, it was very. It did, I, I felt like it left you thinking about though, what would happen? Like where where would where would it go if you were to write your own ending? Like how would this thing play out? What comes next? So what if we're under that type of attack right now? I don't know. What the hell's the name of it? Have you heard of this movie, Jesse? Uh, don't ask me about movies. Oh. I will not know. <laughs> I'm usually the one that doesn't know anything about movies. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Let's see. I'm just Leave gonna... the world behind. Is that what it was? I don't know. No. Yeah, it was. Was it really? Yeah. Leave the world behind. Huh. Julie Roberts, Mahersha Ali, and Ethan Hawke. Yeah, Mahersha Ali was really good. He's good. But, I, yeah, I don't. Yes, I've often wondered, but now I know and I don't want it anymore. <laughs> I don't want to. I, I don't want to operate under this. Yeah, but it hasn't really like it hasn't obviously affected everybody. I've got internet here. My phone's. Well, I've got internet to my Wi-Fi. I just can't yeah. call right. or text, and people can't get a hold of me. Like Jake was trying to get a hold of me earlier. And of course, he's fine. Right. The Lebos is out. Lebos got to be going crazy now. Jesse, though, I will figure it out. But if you're out there wondering what the hell's wrong with your phone, you didn't hear there's a there's a nationwide outage, multiple carriers, and they don't know what's going on. But. uh once again, Drake suspects cyber attack. Cyber attack 2024. That could be something. Yeah, could happen. Oh, it's good. What are we going to do? I don't know. Julia Roberts was not a pretty woman. Right. Uh, the way she reacted wow. in that movie. Jesse, before we get into cheese or anything else, you want to weigh in on this Kansas City current parking fiasco? Nate's wanting people to ride bikes to games. <laughs> other people I, I are just, refusing to what's wrong with riding a bike? I don't see why you're so anti-bike. I think you said it well earlier. Nate is a man of the billionaires. Yes. You know what I mean? He sure is. <laughs> He's their mouthpiece. 
He's Maybe a, I am. Yeah. He's a man of the billionaires. Hey, well, go ahead and give me the, the talking points that they gave you last night. <laughs> well, <laughs> I went to the billionaires club last night, and they. Uh, I didn't realize they gave me a rundown of all the talking points. Current it was it was Freedom Park before. That's that is quite a jump. Yeah. Well, hey, that, that stadium is going to pay for itself. You know. $117 million they put into it. Everybody's giving them a pat on the back because they put the money up they, to build the thing. Pay, they have to get all paid back right now? <laughs> is it tickets and merchandise? How and much did you say it was for a season of like 884 bucks? Now it's more. I didn't factor 900 and something? 952 I didn't factor in the tournament game. All right. 952. 952 times 2,300. They're going to make $2.2 $2 million off parking if they sell every one of those spots. Oh, they're going to. So that that's a chunk into the 117 they put up to pay for the thing. Well, tickets, concessions. Right. I'm just saying that merch. they yes, that but they should they not want to try to oh, make I, money off of I the thing. I understand, but unlike you, I'm a man of the people. <laughs> I'm trying to offer bikes to people. <laughs> what do you say? Would that deter you from going to a game if you were an everyman? I think this is not the publicity they want with it. Right. That's that's what I think. I don't doubt that there are some people that will pay that because they love the current and they want the front row spot and they don't want to think about parking and they don't want to stress them out. I don't think they want the PR with this, and I think what Nate said earlier is true, that there's going to be a lot of other options to park. There have to be. You can't go from free to 50 or 80 or 50 to $68. Yeah. So they we're all going to figure this thing out, and this is a bad PR thing for right now. I don't think it will be in the future, and I think current games will continue to be a great bang for their buck when it comes to entertainment stuff. It's just not the narrative you want out there um, because of what it is. Now, again, the the supply and demand part of this is exactly what Nate said. If nobody pays $68 and you made a real big mistake, you know what I mean, or $50, whatever the number is. I saw 50 online. Was, if it Was it 68 well, So it's 50 plus taxes and taxes fees, fees okay. which so makes it 68. 68. Okay. Well, I think that some Processing people- fee- you know, I, I think it's gravel fee. <laughs> I think it's a miscalculation on their part if they can't sell that out because now you get the bad publicity plus you don't sell it out. But um, you know, I I, I I really 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 struggle to think that the organization that did this and has done a lot of very smart things throughout their existence and done things that have made people proud to be a part of Kansas City. You know, the first professional. The first stadium for a professional women's team in the world. I, I, I really struggle to think that they did not think this thing out and um, that there's going to be no other parking options. So I, I just don't think everybody's going to be priced out of that. I, I struggle to think that's going to be the case. We probably just don't have enough information yet uh, for that particular thing. I think the biggest thing they got to do is they got to make sure they come up with some sort of park and ride options for that's people. That's what I'm saying. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, it's like the airport. Like, you can pay. Fifty dollars for a spot at the airport, if you want, but mm-hmm. but you have other options. You know what I mean? You can pay yeah. seven fifty for the economy. You can go to the parking yeah. spot. I mean, there's other things you can do. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean everybody's priced out of the airport. You know? Yeah. Okay, so the other hot button topic: the quick trip patch on the Royals uniform. What do you are you? Any outrage there? Any anger? Stands out, doesn't People it? People were super pissed off about that. It pops. It pops. Um, 
<laughs> I feel like we're so biased in this room. It's like we all love QT. Right. It's like, what am I going to say? <laughs> it's such a damn good product. I, I mean, how can you like, be mad at Quick Trip? I can't be mad at Quick Trip. Has there ever been an unfriendly person working at Quick Trip? You know what I mean? Like about, every time you walk in there, has they're Has there helpful. ever been somebody who's not multitasking at Quick Trip? Right. Like they hire the best of the best. Like They're oh, ringing I'll seven people up at the same time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, my, my my stepson's been uh, employee quitter for over a decade, and he's a trainer, and he he goes around to different locations and and trains you know employees there and stuff. So he's he's a Mister Quick Trip. We love and Quick Trip's right down the street from my house. Do you know how many times? How many times getting home from an event or a concert or something else? It's like one in the morning, like. What's going to be open? Let's. I want to stop and get something. Let's, let's stop and get something on the way home. You know what's open? Quick trip. Taquitos. Mm. <laughs> All is open. Yeah, that's right. You know they're there when they, you you, they, you need them desperately. And so yeah, you're right. We're biased. We're fans. But I can see people. It, it does pop. They're getting yeah, their money's worth. Yeah, I mean that. they're getting their money's worth because the red against the blue is just it, it's just it's not really working. Um, but. That's what you want with an ad, right? I mean, that's it's going to stand out all season. Um, yeah, listen, once these things, I mean, it's sort of like the, the cat's out of the bag, right? I mean, once these patches were made that they are allowed in MLB, which happened a couple of years ago, the new rule, kind of like they are, uh, they could tell you with soccer all over the place, uh, all over the world, that was sort of the, the tipping point, right? Not that the Royals are doing this now. I mean, could they make like a light blue QT patch? You could, but why would you want that if you're QT? You want the thing to stand out. So, I don't know. QT feels kind of Kansas City to me. You know what I mean? This isn't like, I don't know, what's some national company? This isn't like Pepsi. You know, Pepsi Pepsi and the Royals doesn't really, I, I don't know, it, like if that patch wouldn't make a lot of sense, but QT kind of does. So well, You always hear people, you know, in the East Coast, about Wawa. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah it's, right? it's kind of. And down in Texas, all I heard about was what? Whataburger? No, the... Oh. the Bucky's. Bucky's. Oh, Bucky's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bucky's yeah. on a patch should be good. Yeah. There's like a lot of... There's a Nebraska lot of, was the come and go? There's a I'm just... That's what it was called. Microphone off. That's what it was called. He's here to stir up trouble. We're trying to figure things that out. Was the, that was literally that's the place. Crazy. I also think this... It, it <laughs> It's weird <laughs> to us now... It won't be weird to us come May. I'm um, fine with it. You see what I'm saying? Like, in May, we'll be like, oh, that's the Royals uniform. Yeah, I won't even notice I mean, it. I remember, like, now you can speak to this. College basketball, they changed their officials' uniforms one year. You know, they, they modernized them. And like, that. those are atrocious. Everybody hates them. And then, like, a month later, nobody notices. Yeah. You know you what I'm saying? You just get used to it. You just get used to it. Normal. We'll all get used to this. And, uh, like I said, the the sponsorship makes a lot of sense, I think. I, uh, I like to quote our buddy Brian McGannon, who said... I think the quick trip patch is awesome. Anyone who disagrees can meet me there for lunch on Friday and discuss over buffalo chicken ranch rollers on the bed of someone's work truck, like real men. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I this is how much I feel about quick trip. I purchased one stock in my entire life. I'm not a stock guy. Mm-hmm. But when the original iPod was invented, I had 600 bucks that I'd gotten from a, a work check. And I didn't have a wife and kids at that time, so I could actually do something with it. And I decided I'm buying Apple stock with that uh, with that check. That's the only time I've ever bought stock in my life. It's turned out pretty good, by the way. But anyway. Apple's good. Um, and I just did it because I didn't know anything about price-to-earning ratios or any of that stuff. I just thought they just invented something that everyone's going to want, and it's great. 
so I'm, I would like to invest in that. The only other company I've ever wanted to buy stock in, and I looked into it, was Quick Trip. And it's privately held. You can't buy stock in it. Employees mm. can. Good for them. That's like, one of the reasons why, like, you know, yeah. I told Chris, don't yeah, stay Good there. for them. Because that's when I'm like, I know that if there is a gas station, I'll drive past three gas stations to go to Quick Trip. I have a map in my head of where all the Quick Trips are in the in the metro area. And I'm not the only person that feels that way. Almost everybody I talk to feels the same way. I would buy stock in Quick Trip if it were at all possible. Maybe I need to get a job at Quick Trip. What's going on here? Uh, we have Jesse Newell from the Kansas City Star in studio. Uh, do you anticipate the Chiefs utilizing the franchise tag? I don't know. Um, that's a tricky one. I know you guys were having a discussion about the offseason, and um, it's a it's a fascinating one, and it's one I wrote about earlier this week at the Kansas City Star. We talked to Brett Veach right before the Super Bowl Beach. about the offseason and kind of where it goes. And so this becomes the fascinating discussion because, you know, for one, he's talking a little bit before they won the Super Bowl. They didn't know at the time they were going to, but they hoped they would. But this kind of talks about what they do every single year when it comes to the offseason, which is they usually go out and get one or two guys, and then they wait, and then they let guys fall to them. And that's kind of how they stay under budget um, but it also means that you don't exactly know where the offseason is going to go other than maybe the one piece that you really want. And so last year that was Jawan Taylor. Obviously we know that worked out well enough for them with the Super Bowl, but maybe not as well as they had hoped throughout the course of the season. Um, but, you know, I got this quote from him, and, and it's it's interesting because um, this is what he said, Brett Beach. We have two or three different blueprints or plans that we're looking at, like what if, what if. Sometimes you don't know how things, there's always a curveball that gets thrown in there. And so that's where I think the Chiefs are. I think they have contingencies on what happens. And you look at this and you say, okay, what if they get Chris Jones done early? Then what does the rest of the offseason look like? What if he doesn't get done early? Uh, then what does the rest of the offseason look like? And I, I, we, I just repeat this over and over the show. I know you guys are probably sick of hearing it. But the way the Chiefs operate is they do not get beholden to anybody besides Patrick Mahomes. That's just how they if they think if they think if they have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, they're in good shape and everybody else has to fit in the budget. And so I can pull up right now on DraftKings guys, Chris Jones is minus three fifty to be on the Chiefs next year, take his first snap of the Chiefs next year. That's like seventy seven to eighty percent implied odds. People think he's coming back. He said at the parade he wants to come back. We've we've talked about his agents, his agent or one of his agents, um <clears throat> immediately came on afterwards and said, hey, stop stop his alcohol consumption. Don't want him saying this to the parade, but obviously because it's going to lose him some leverage. But you guys mentioned this. If you're going for a three-peat, Chris Jones seems happy with the Chiefs. You saw the celebration he had with Andy Reid afterwards where Andy was grabbing him on the field. I don't know why that they can't figure out a number there that that is not going to completely break the bank for the Chiefs, but at the same time is going to get them in a spot where they can fit him in and then go on with the rest of their offseason. I think Ladrius seems a different story, but I think the priority number one right now, the one that he usually excited at the start of the, start of the offseason, it's going to be Chris Jones. And so, um, But to your original question, use the franchise tag. If they do, I would think it would be on Snead. You potentially could tag and trade him, and then all of a sudden you have an extra resource to potentially use to go and get yourself one of those other positions if you want to trade up. 
Uh, it looks like to me, to me, receiver and tackle are the ones at the draft you got to address. Um, but again, that's that, that's to me. If you're the Chiefs, if you're using the tag, that's probably the creative way you're going to do it. Um, otherwise, uh, you probably don't use it at all because it ties up that money in the salary cap. I love the idea of a tag and trade. First of all, um, here we go, Jesse. Usually, I try to play devil's advocate with you when it comes to the analytics side of Let's things. Let's do it. But this time, I'm actually going to come from the analytics side. Uh, because I do feel like, in general, my thought is more often than not, teams should be willing to walk away from mm-hmm. their their great players um, and move on to the next thing outside of quarterback. Yeah, and the reason why is because I think typically you get your emotional attachment to that player involved, and then you make what is an irrational decision or a decision that actually. We celebrated so much when Alex Gordon got his contract extension, but that didn't really work out for the Royals. Um, a lot of teams have gotten old. Their dynasties got old because they held on to guys for too long. Should it be different, though, the fact that they're going for a 3 P Should that change their calculus at all because they have the chance to do something no one else has done? Does that make sense? It does make sense. I don't think so. I think it would make sense for Chris Jones to come back to the Chiefs for that reason. And okay. I think that's leverage the Chiefs can use. Right. Because you say, look, you've won two titles. What are you going to be remembered as? Do you want to go Do you want to go sign with the Bears and make $31 million? Great. Go do it. You're not going to be part of a potential three-peat. I'm using the same odds at DraftKings, guys. I mean, everyone around here, Chiefs fans, they all know this. The Chiefs make this look easy. It's not easy to win a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Chiefs are still plus 650 to win next year's Super Bowl. Okay? You you go out the odds on that. That's about 14 15%. Okay? Let's say they had the best offseason and signed everybody they want in this offseason. What does that move them to? Plus 550? <laughs> plus 500? Plus five, 450? I mean, we are talking about, like, if they had, if, if they had $200 million to spend... They probably move themselves from plus six fifty to plus four hundred. So you're going to move your odds from fifteen percent to twenty five percent to win a Super Bowl. That's why you can't. That's why you got to look a big picture all the time. And that's why Brett Veach has been so successful with this. Which is how do I construct the best team to get on the field? And that's why when these guys, when a Drew Tranquil is sitting there and they're like, "This is a, a high to mid tier guy on our, our linebacker list." There's another linebacker who just signed, you know, three for thirty. Who went and we have him listed in the same spot as Drew Tranquil, and we got $8 million. We're going to make the most of our $8 million and sign him one for three. And all of a sudden, he becomes a huge piece for this Chiefs team. So, I, I my answer is no. I, I think the Chiefs are going to have about a 15 to 25% chance to win the Super Bowl next year. And, and, and you can't just totally shove all your chips in because the, what you want is. And we've talked about this. You want 15 to 25% for the next 10 years, for the next 15 years. Because guess what? Then Mahomes is in your corner, Andy Reid is for the next four or five years. And we're not, maybe it doesn't happen with a three-peat, but what if they win five out of eight? What if they win eight out of 13? It's always going to be possible because you're putting yourself in the game. So I would answer that question no, because even though it sounds enticing to go at that, the percentage points you're adding at the end of the day are just not that much. And so I would I would choose to give yourself a chance every single year to win the Super Bowl. The Chiefs did that this year, as frustrating as their regular season was. And what do you know? They ended up as world champs. See, I I'm not saying to go all in and change their entire approach, but I do think 
they could be inclined to be a little bit more aggressive in some spots to chase the three-peat because I don't think he'll ever have a chance to do this again. And if they do have a chance to do this again, it's it's not likely that Andy Reid will be the coach. I mean, I don't know how long Andy's – I'm not on this weird bandwagon where everyone thinks he's going to retire right now. But, I mean, if you're talking about having the opportunity to catch Belichick and surpass him, they have to be seven – you know, and they're not they're not going to win every year. So that you, that's I I hundred percent agree with you. I just I don't think there's anything this offseason they can do to get their odds to fifty percent to win a Super Bowl or thirty percent to win a Super Bowl. Is what I'm saying. It's tough. It's really hard to do. I, I think the biggest thing that they could do, the number one thing that could that could increase their odds of going to the Super Bowl is bringing back Chris Jones. There is no more impactful player that they can bring back because he has single-handedly blown up plays that have decided games in the playoffs. You think about who had the big third-down sack against the Bengals, which gave the Chiefs the ball back with a chance to win it, Chris Jones. Who blew up plays with, with, with batting the passes down the first Super Bowl against the San Francisco 49ers, Chris Jones. Who blew up plays on third down that altered the game on in this last Super Bowl? Chris Jones. Legereus needs a fabulous player. Do they need a receiver? Hell yes. Left tackle's an issue if they don't break bring back Donovan Smith. But there and you tell me if I, if you guys disagree, there is not one player that's more significant that they could bring back, or even if you include all free agents, that that is more significant to the Super Bowl chances than Chris Jones. I 100% agree. Let me read them some Veach quotes just real quick that you talked about the Super Bowl just to kind of emphasize your point as well. Um, this is from the story. Again, there's people to check out at KansasCity.com. Um, Veach and his staff went through some negotiations with Jones last season after he held that training camp in Casey's first game against Detroit while seeking long-term extension. Eventually, Veach invited Jones to speak with him in his office the day after the Lions game, a meeting that Veach said was, quote, Helpful and beneficial. A few days later, Jones agreed to the one-year contract he played with last season. Quote from Veach. Certainly it was important for us to mend the fences with Chris because we love him, and he's an iconic player, not just here but of all time. Veach said a few days before the Super Bowl. That was important for us, and we'll continue to work hard and see if we can get something done, but it'll be a priority for us. This offseason, Veach said he anticipates those lines of communication with Jones and his team will, quote, pick up right where it left off. Quote, but I think there'll be more knowledge on both sides, and the cap will be a little bit higher, Veach said. And so you're just hopeful that it can work out this year. It'll be a priority like it was last year. So I, I 100% agree with you, Stephen. And, and part of this math is not really Jerry Sneed's fault. But two years ago, the Chiefs had Shavarius Ward come up, right, as a free right. agent. But they're like, we're going to trust in Sneed, going to draft McDuffie, going to figure out things that way. Is anybody regretting that? I mean, Ward was an all-pro last year. Yeah, but but the Chiefs are not saying, "Oh my gosh, made this huge mistake" because they had guys behind. You got to remember with Snead, who's behind him? McDuffie, All Pro, Jalen Watson, Joshua Williams, still improving, good coverage grades. I had it in the story um, that Leslie Johnson they that, loved last year. Yeah, so Joshua Williams was twenty sixth, Jalen Watson was forty seventh among one hundred thirty two corners in coverage grade at PFF. Nazi Johnson was beating them both out in training camp. Yep. He's back on his third year. And they didn't he didn't want to talk about that. He was going to be his third. <laughs> of course not. He was going to be the third quarterback for the Chiefs last year if he remained healthy. Uh, and then, I mean, Nick Jones, is, is they drafted him last year. Well, you but, just said significant. He was going to be the third corner if he stayed healthy. He was, absolutely. He was, he, was, uh, he was ahead of the other two. So 
for the Chiefs, you have to figure out how to use the step. You cannot just play Joshua Williams six snaps a game. If they if they tag and trade Snead, what could they get? It's a good question. Probably not qualified for me. I was seeing kind of some fan talk the other day. I would think like a second round pick. I mean, if you got a second round pick, so here's my point: you got a second round pick, and you have your first round pick at thirty two. What can you get with the first round pick and the second round pick to trade up to whatever, like mid twenties? Then you get your receiver. I don't know. I mean, that that's the sort of thing. We'll get your or get your tackle for the next yeah. six years to protect. And that and depends. It depends uh, on the Wanya Morris thing. But again, this is. This is what I would talk about when you're talking to Veach, and this is where he's describing their process, which I think is a very sound, good process. You do not tell yourself you have to have X, Y, Z. He's not saying, I have to have Chris Jones and Legere Senior this whole offseason off. You have priorities, and he said in here twice, Chris Jones is a priority. It makes sense why he's a priority. If I'm going to play devil's advocate, Chris Jones is not a good, as good against the run last year. And again, he's getting older. Like you guys said, the Chiefs, if you look at the starters, no starter on defense above 30. Nobody. They have the second youngest uh, um, playtime adjusted defense in the NFL, so they don't really thrive with a bunch of dudes that do that or or have you know get up there in age. So that would be the thing. Are you getting the same Chris Jones? That's the question. But I just read to you. He said priority twice. It makes sense. They don't have as much depth there, and he changes so much of their. De- I mean, let's be honest, guys. Like George Kloff just had a great year. He had a great year partly because Chris Jones had a great. You know what I mean? Charles Lomena, who had a good year last year with the 49ers, he had a great year this year with the Chiefs because of Chris Jones. He is the kind of keystone of that defensive part of this. If you anticipate you're going to get the same types of level, that's why he's the number one priority of the offseason. And that's why if he doesn't just want to reset the market, if, if he wants to sort of fit in the budget, if he wants to go for the three-peat, if they can find a number, if they can get, like Beach said, if they can get in his office and talk face-to-face and say, here's where we're at, here's where you're at, let's figure something out, that's why the Chiefs are minus 350 on DraftKings to sign him, because it seems like there is some reasonable number there that gets the Chiefs the player back and, and still fits in the Chiefs' offseason plans where it would not totally handicap them for next season. I mean, I, I think that uh, I, I guess I'm getting fixated on this idea of tagging and trading Snead, but I think that part of what happens when you when you have a championship team, too, is that all of your players become a little overvalued. You know, I mean, like, and, and that sounds crazy to say about because we've been talking, talking, talking about how Legereus Need is underrated, right? And maybe um, I, I doubt that across the NFL he is, you know, by personnel people and all that. But in general, when you're winning all the time, people think you're better, you know, and, and you're a part of this defense where everything works in concert. Carl Loftus is also better because of guys like Sneed because he's a second effort sack guy. So if the quarterback has to hold on to the ball for just one more second, he's the guy that actually gets a lot of those sacks. Um, but to me, like, we're talking about this young defense. Don't you want to arm Veach with more draft picks? That's how they got this great young defense in the first place. Let me bring this up. If you're going to maximize a trade value, I just said, you can't have Joshua Williams play eight snaps a game. He's proven he's too good for that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's a really good special teams player, but you can't. So are you going to go out and trade Joshua Williams, who's still on his rookie contract? What are you going to get for that? Or you can go trade Legereus Sneed and then play Joshua Williams. I mean, the Chiefs sort of have, this is a credit to them. They have like the magic beans here when it comes to cornerbacks. You know what I mean? Mm. Like they draft dudes that they like, they bring them in, Dave Merritt sprinkles his little pixie sauce on him. C. Spagnuolo goes over there and, and has his pixie sauce, or pic, pixie 
dust that he puts on him, and all of a sudden they they're just churning out corners. So how do you maximize that value is the question. And I, I think to your point, everybody loves Delirious Sneed. And I think he's a better fit in the Chiefs defense than others, many others, because they play physical and they play man. And not a lot of teams do it as much as the Chiefs and also uh, are fine with the penalties like Delirious Sneed gets. That They're okay. They, they think that's the price of doing business. They've said that all year. So I think he's a great fit with the Chiefs, and I think he wants to be back. The question just becomes, again, like two years ago, even if he's not undervalued, hey, um, you know, Traverius Ward's a great corner. The Chiefs won two Super Bowls without him. Jerry Sneed's a great corner. Can they continue to win without him and get resources for him? That's the question. We'll be back after this on WHB. Welcome back to the Border Patrol and Sports Radio 810 WHB. Jesse, you were talking to uh, Todd Lebo in the commercial break about going to the uh, Combine. And so are you excited for that? Are you a Combine guy? Do you like covering that? Yeah, so it's uh, it's an interesting event because usually, like, you go to events for the event. And, like, the Combine, if you're a media member, you go there to, like, not go to the event. You know what I mean? Like, we're not allowed in to watch these guys run around and stuff. So you're basically going to hang out with people. So it's always been a, it's a weird thing. So, you know, you, if you go to the Super Bowl, you're covering it up to the Super Bowl, then you go to the Super Bowl. But this one, you just sort of cover the events with it. But uh, a lot of people there. I mean, it's it's a who's who of, of NFL coaches, beat writers, and usually you can grab folks to the side that you don't normally see. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's a good event in that way that to kind of have more casual conversations with folks. Um, but all the uh, prospects will be in town, too. And uh, we were just talking about not only uh, you're going to help me out with the Missouri kid's name. Darius Robinson. Darius Robinson is going to talk on Wednesday from Missouri. Um, you know, going to be there. And then Austin Booker from Kansas. Another local kid that, uh, or local, one year at Kansas, transferred in, but uh, played well for the Jayhawks. And uh, I saw Mel Kuyper talking about him the other day. So, yeah, and Brett Veach and uh, Andy Reid talk uh, there as well. So we'll talk to them about all these just things we're talking about right now when it comes to free agency. It's kind of the one time to talk to them before things get started and, and revved up next month when, when free agency opens. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's good. And Indianapolis does it right. They've just got a huge, you know, string of convention centers and hallways you can go and everything's connected so they know how to run this thing and uh yeah it's, it's a good time when you go there should be interesting because robinson he had uh he was described by several people uh as the best player at the senior bowl in the week leading up to practice i didn't know that they did this but uh steve uh palazzolo from uh pro football focus said that robinson had the highest pff pass rush grade They've ever seen during an all-star game practice week. That's good. So they grade everything. Those events mean a lot, though. Yeah. Like if you look at the Chiefs going back in time, I mean, Senior Bowl is one where you know they sent a lot of scouts there, and they tend to take people that had that you know perform there, or they see something from. So uh, it's really good to step on those events. That that usually leads to you jumping up the draft boards. Yeah. So uh, and he he, I mean, looking at him, and I know there's other needs, but. He's a he's an Andy Reid type of defensive lineman, and I don't know. Obviously, that would be if they decided they're going to move on from Chris Jones. That would be more likely that they would look at someone like him. But uh, I would I wouldn't totally sleep on it. But you feel like left tackle or wide receiver? So Donovan Smith, they're going to move on from him. You think? Yeah, um, I mean, not necessarily. I just. We talked all offseason about the Chiefs' hope with Donovan Smith, which was we talked about every year of his career. He got better, 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 better PFF grade than last year was just a total 
Canyon disaster. It's like, oh, maybe it was injuries. You know what I mean? And then this year he was a little bit worse than that. So I just don't think that we know Brett Veach and the emphasis he puts on the offensive line for the Chiefs and protecting Patrick Mahomes. I don't think this was ever a scenario or a situation they were fully comfortable with this season. And I think it, it honestly played into a lot of their offensive issues early on the season. Um, you know, in another year with Juwan Taylor, you feel you feel good about his physical gifts. You know what I mean? And maybe this is more of a question about Wanya Morris, which is sort of like, hey, do you think he can step in and be what Donovan Smith was for you last year? Maybe he can be. And if that's the case, then you're saving yourself a ton of money. It just feels like you would still need a little bit of depth there or um, someone else. And, you know, Wanya Morris could also, as a third-round pick that you trade up to get, if he is a swing tackle and can fill in at both spots when a guy's injured, that's great. You know what I mean? If a third-round pick, that's great. That that's That's totally fine. It just still feels like they need to address that position and want it to be better than it was a year ago. Not to mention the fact that I think they cost themselves some running yards for, with their tackle positions this year as well, where they've got those three interior guys are really good, and, and still some of these runs didn't go for as long as they should have because of some shaky things going on on the outside. So that to me, those two are to me the the two positions. But I, I hundred. The tricky thing to me about receiver is we see now a lot of drafted players step in right away and produce. So if I'm the Chiefs. You can go out and try to get a vet, and maybe they've lost a step, and maybe it's not as productive. It feels to me almost like the age curve is flipped on receivers. Like, you want the young dudes. And I know maybe that requires you to simplify your playbook a little bit. The Chiefs did that midseason or late in the season after the, the Christmas game and did kind of make things a little bit simpler. But these guys that are flashing early in their careers as rookies, not many, not many teams are out there taking first-round, second-round rookie receivers and are regretting their picks because those guys are producing right away. So... I'm the Chiefs. I'd be real tempted to go up and get another one and uh, see how if you can mix in with Rasheed Rice and get those guys developed with Patrick Holmes. Then all of a sudden you've got those guys for three, potentially four more years together. Uh, that could be something pretty nice. And, and you guys talked about Kelsey um, on his natural decline as well. You, you Most likely the Chiefs' next Travis Kelsey is a receiver, not a tight end. And so um, it's time to go find another receiver out there, and I definitely think that's going to be some something to look at. We'll take a break back into this on WHB. Welcome back to the show. I think everyone will like this. I just saw this retweeted or re-X'd, whatever, shared on X. So we all heard the comments from uh, Raiders coach Antonio Pierce about how they have the recipe, they have the blueprint now for beating the Chiefs. They've shown it to everyone. It's great. Um, Do you think this is Andy being Andy? Or do you think this is elite-level trolling? This little little paragraph I'll read to you. Chiefs coach Andy Reid told NBC Sports this month that he texted Pierce a thank you for helping his team refocus by beating it on Christmas Day. Reid sent the text as the Chiefs were moving into the Raiders' facility, their home before the Super Bowl. I, I don't know. There's a little something in there. So. Hey, Doug, on it. You know, th- yeah. Thanks. I. You want me to tell you what's not a coincidence? What's that? In that, the Chiefs over and over talking about how nice the Raiders' practice facility is. Yeah. Oh, that's not a coincidence. Oh, I'll just say that. No. Oh. 
I think uh, Chiefs need a, a new one here soon. It's time. Remember the Chiefs, which was it? Oh, the, the really cold days. They were practicing indoors. And, oh, no, the hot days. I, they need a new practice facility. I, I mean, to a man over at the Super Bowl, people were talking about how nice this Raiders facility is, how nice things are, how nice they have it. And so I don't think that's a coincidence. I think uh, I think, I think the players and coaches saw how nice it could be. And they're like, which team has won two Super Bowls here? <laughs> Which team makes the AFC Championship every game? It's not the Raiders. I, I would also point out, I mean, it is It is certainly would be great for them to do that. And uh, I would think they could afford it. But oh, you it also goes to show you that having incredible practice facilities like the Cowboys and the Raiders have is not what gets you Super Bowls. When KU, I mean, we, we, there's so much talk about facilities when KU won the Orange Bowl, they were practicing on the backside of Allen Fieldhouse on a crap field with crap conditions. So they pushed and pushed and pushed and built that brand-new training facility right next to the football stadium. And then they didn't win for 10 years with that. You know, like, <laughs> and I'm not saying they lost because they built a new facility. I'm just saying that one doesn't equate to the other. What I'm saying is when you have a staff and players that are winning Super Bowls, it's better just to make them happy. Yeah, sure. It's better sure. just to open up the pocketbook and do it. And maybe it'll be tied in with uh, the stadium stuff. Uh, yeah. Who knows? You know, you, you would think they could do something like that, maybe at a smaller scale, but like the Cowboys did, and, and build something that can be more than just a practice facility. Yeah, that you could the use. Star, yeah, you know, you could use for high school state championship games and things like that. You know, why not? Absolutely, make some money off it. Real quick, when you talk about troll jobs, I wrote about this last week at the Star. The Chiefs. Went crazy with cigars in the Super Bowl locker room. They did not do that the year before. Very interesting to me. Max Crosby celebrated their win at Arrowhead on Christmas uh, yeah. with cigars, <laughs> cigars in the visiting locker room. So go check out that that piece at the Kansas State Star. Drew Tranquil very specifically on Twitter doing many of the same hand gestures as did, Max Crosby. Did he uh, put the cigar out uh, in Max Crosby's locker? I I don't know. I love the I'm, petty. I'm just I'm I'm not saying I'm if we're talking about troll jobs here, I think that one might That's be right. a little bit more close. That's uh Jesse Newell from the Kansas City Star. Thanks for listening to the show. We'll be back tomorrow, maybe, on Sports Radio eight ten WHB.